0: Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to be uh, doing this last week of this series with you guys. You know, we've been making our way through this series called uh, Faith of Our Mothers, and it's been uh, one that I've been really enjoying. I hope that you have as well. It's been a time where we're getting to hear from some people that aren't the usual voices on the teaching team, um, and and I think that that's just been, like I shared last week, that's been a breath of fresh air for me. So um, we have a uh, three ladies on the call with me today who are going to introduce themselves in just a minute. And we decided to, I've been looking forward to this week, especially because we decided to do a panel conversation to end this week out because there were kind of, as we um, sat and talked as a co-leadership team and said, okay, who can we invite to be a part of this? Who uh, do we feel like is a good representative of who Awaken is and you know has different gifts and experiences to share? we came up with a list longer than the amount of weeks that we had. And so we said, well, great, maybe we'll just see uh, if we can get a few of them together for a panel discussion to wrap us up. So that's what we're doing uh, tonight. So I've got a few questions that we're all gonna, we're gonna talk about that pertain to the same themes of identity and being a child of God that we've been talking about throughout this series. But first, I just wanna give everybody a chance to introduce themselves. So you guys know who they are. If, if you're in their missional community or one of their ministry teams, you may know them already but I don't assume that everybody knows everybody across all the missional communities. So whoever wants to go first, who wants to kind of jump in and introduce yourself?
1: I'll go. Um, I am Kelly. I'm part of the praise team, as well as, if I'm not on stage, I am tucked away and hidden in our tech booth. Um, and then I am part of the reclaim mission community, and I've been with Awaken ooh, six years. How long have you been there, Jeff?
0: I don't know. I've lost track. I've uh, lost track. A I've lost while. track. I've, I've, my hair thinner. I was watching old videos of when I first came <laughs> to Awaken, and I don't want to think about it. So.
1: Yeah it's uh, been a while long,
0: long enough long enough to lose track yes That's how long we've been there um great so uh do you miss the booth you know we've been doing this virtually for <laughs> for t- t- 10 months now so you miss it
1: i do and i don't <laughs> uh well i do i just i just i miss like being right hands-on as it's going but at the same time i've learned a lot of different like learn new skills. Since we shut down and like the worship videos and stuff like that, I've been doing a lot of video editing and that's skills that I would have never learned had we not gone virtual. So that that part's
0: nice. Yeah. I was actually going to share really that. exciting. Yeah. I was going to share that, that most people probably don't realize that you have learned how to do video editing and do a significant amount of the yeah. editing that goes into our virtual gathering every and week. And the stuff so with
1: recording, great. like I help record when you're doing stuff and it's yeah. just all new stuff. And like I really enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Who else? Who wants to go next? and Introduce themselves.
2: I'll go. I'm Jackie Russo. Um, I'm with the Lynn Haven Missional Community. Um, my husband Raymond and I—we've been with the Waken really since the beginning. I think maybe we were at the second service that they had when they were at the movie theater in Virginia Beach, and have been, you know, with the with it ever since. So um, we um, hosted the Lynn Haven Missional Community at one point, and um, have just been around for pretty much everything that's <laughs> that's going on.
0: Yeah, I, I was gonna say like as long as I feel like I've been there, you guys predate me there. Yeah. So you guys, have, yeah, the first
1: guys,
0: theater. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the first theater. Yeah, that's actually a really cool coincidence. I was at a meeting this week. I don't expect you necessarily to remember, but I was at a meeting this week, and I said that we were from Awakened Church, and a lady turned around and said, "Did you guys used to meet in the theater?" And I was like, "Which theater?" And she's like. <laughs> Pembroke mall. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. And so she said the same thing. She was there for like, it was like the second week mm. uh, that her name was Laura. Again, I don't necessarily expect you to remember that, but uh, I guess she was with awaken for a, a little while while they were in the theater wow. and then kind of moved on to a different season. But so it was cool to, to see somebody else uh, that had been a part again, predated me before, yeah. before the, I came along. So. The
2: theater's gone, but Awaken's still here. So right, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, awesome. Thank you, Jackie. Thank you uh-huh. for doing this. And then last but certainly not least,
3: All right. I'm hoping my dogs or children don't make any noise. Um, (laughs) I'm Faith. Um, I thought I'd been with Awaken for like six years, but if you guys have been with Awaken for seven, then that would mean that it's not been that long for me. So I don't know. Um, But I'm part of the uh, Salem MC. Um, My husband, Kevin, and I both are. Uh, We also... I serve on the uh, spiritual leadership team.
0: Um, so, yeah, that's me. Awesome. And I'm checking my notes. Uh, my notes tell me that we are, in fact, family. We are related.
3: Hmm. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's not, that's not important. Um, no, and you guys, not only uh, uh, we are glad to have you as part of awakened Spiritual Leadership Team, but you also, when we were meeting in person, you and Kevin both serve in Forge Kids as well, right?
3: I know it's been so long that I've been, with. it's been so long since I've been with them. It's like, it's, I don't know. It's crazy to think how long it's been, but yeah, we yeah. also were, we're serving in the children's ministry. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Yeah, and, and that's I, I what exactly I miss as well.
2: Yeah. That's what I miss. My little babies back in the nursery. <laughs> They're yeah. all going to be so big by the time uh. I get to see them. <laughs>
0: That's why I've tried to like occasionally get Kaylin on camera with me because for people that haven't seen us, like yes. we had a baby and then now we have a toddler and they <laughs> saw nothing in between. So yeah. yeah, it's been a crazy year, but again, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to do this with me. Um, we've been kind of um, touching on this uh, consistent theme throughout the series. We've kind of, you know, veered off a little bit, but kind of organizing what we've been sharing around this theme of, our identity as children of God and, and, and what that means. And so I sent you guys just a couple questions to kind of help uh, organize your thoughts before we, we got onto this call. And so um, in keeping with that same theme, uh, I just want to, and again, I'll pitch this up if somebody wants to go first, well, everybody will get a chance to share that wants to. Um, but I, the question that I asked you guys is is, what is something that you have learned um, or something that you are, are in the process of learning, um, about what it means to be a child of God. What is, what does that mean to you? Something that you've learned over the years, or maybe something that you're still kind of processing and you're still kind of wrestling with. So again, I'll just throw that out there. A very open-ended question, but whoever wants to take a a first stab at it.
3: I'll go, um, since my house is quiet for the the moment. (laughs) You got to take it
0: where you can get it.
3: Right. Exactly. Um, I know for me, I have always grown up in church and grown up in a, a Christian you know, community. And so it's interesting to find that I'm still really learning um, this and really like discovering what this means. And I feel like more recently I, I've learned that being a child of God has just completely changed the way that I view myself, um, especially after having children because Having children, you you realize how much you love this person and then you think, wow, God loves me even more than I love, you know, these little people. And it was really freeing for me because I finally understood that there is nothing that I can do to change that. Because I know mm-hmm. with my children, there's nothing that they can say or do to change um, how, I, how I love them. So um, it definitely really... I don't know, having my, having my own kids, it was very freeing for me in my relationship with God because it was like, I finally got like, God's going to love me no matter what I do or, or do not do. Like if I get up and, you know, um, read my Bible, you know, for five hours every day or whether I don't, you know, I'm still going to be loved at the end of the day, no matter, you know, what the task is, whether I choose to engage in a task or not to, um, when I mess up and, you know, when I do things well, I'm, I'm still loved. So that's, that's what I'm really starting to come into recently.
0: Yeah. So there's been this kind of like a shift from a, I mean, obviously we read, uh, in, in scripture about this unconditional, uh, love that God has for us, but to get to experience even just a small fraction of that yourself really helps you understand the difference between, you know, a conditional or a transactional love and, and this just all-encompassing, unconditional love that that we're covered by.
3: Absolutely, and, and I think that you, obviously you hear it, and you hear God loves you no matter what, but um, at least for me, I didn't really grasp what that meant, so a lot of my time as a Christian, I felt like I had to do things, and if I wasn't doing these things, then God was disappointed in me, and so finally getting that no, God's going to
0: love me no matter what, you know, is really, really huge for me. Yeah. And, and you recently have gotten to experience something that I will experience one day, but I haven't got to experience yet is this idea of, um, so I I have one kid right now. And like, so I can totally wrap my mind around like how God loves me like intensely because I have one child, but I like, it's still hard for me to imagine having a second child and loving that child as much as I love that my daughter that I have right now. And so I know you guys just having recently had a second now get to experience what that is to love more than one person. Uh, even if it's, you know, kind of you love them differently maybe, but with the same, you know, strength and the same intensity. So you get to like feel that how God, not just God loves me, God loves all of his children. It's crazy. Yeah. And,
3: um, I think that kind of you're touching on something else that I was going to say later on, just that like when I, interact with other people, I remember that that's also a child of God. And Mm. I don't always get it right. I mean, certainly, you know, I I mess up with, you know, interacting with people. But um, I think also, I've been able to realize, you know, that's a child of God, you know, I I have to be careful how I talk to them, how I interact with them. That's, you know, that's a child of God. So definitely.
0: Yeah, great. Uh, Thank you, Faith. Thank you for sharing. Jackie, Kelly, who wants to, to jump in next?
2: Um, for me, um, I think, and it, part of what Faith said, you know, is kind of the way I feel too. It's like, I spent a lot of time thinking that I needed to do things, not so much that, you know, God wouldn't love me anymore, but I think I have felt most of my life until the last few years that, you know, being a child of God, being a Christian was about doing things. It was about doing something, not being something. And that's mm-hmm. something that, through our especially through our community group at Linhaven that we've talked a lot about that and and um, I feel like I've grown just so much in the last few years you know mainly because of the the group th- into just realizing that is not it's not a checklist I'm a person who likes checklists I like lists I like <laughs> order I like things to be you know do it and go on to the next thing and I've tried to live my Christian life that way. I think, you know, it, where I have this checkoff list of things to do. And so if I'm doing them all, then I'm okay. Um, and then I'm just, you know, it's just starting to kind of over the last few years for me to realize that it's, it's not something that you do. It's something that you are and, yeah. you know, trying to understand what that means to me, cause that's totally, uh, and you won't always be great at it you know there won't always be a clear-cut way to do it that's the thing that's hardest for me mm-hmm. um, because i like clear-cut ways to do things and i want you know want to plan want to know what's going to happen and how to how to get to the to the objective um and so learning that you know it's not clear-cut there's not like you know a specific thing you do and it's different for each person it can be different for the same person over time and things like that um that it changes. So I think that's the thing that I've learned the most over the last few years about being, you know, just being a Christian, being a child of God is that it's, there's, you know, it's not, there's no formula to it. You know, it has to, I want to make everything in my head and it has to be in, you know, your heart. Um, And so that's, that's, and that's really difficult for me just with my personality and mentality. And so that's something that I've, I mean, I've struggled with a lot, but I think I've also hopefully made strides in those areas and been able to, um, you know, realize that a lot more and to try to, to live that way. I, I, I think I'm uh, less fearful of things that, um, that are not, that are uncomfortable to do and not easy for me to do, um, because, that's, you know, I know that that's what I need to be doing and should be doing. So God's helps, um, you know, in that regard, too. I've learned a lot in that regard, as far as just not being afraid to do the things that he's asked me to do, because they're uncomfortable, because I might not want to do them. So I think, you know, that kind of goes along with just realizing that it's, you you have to, like I said, you have to feel it in your heart or more than just in your head. And that's what I've struggled with a lot. And Happy to say, you know, I think I'm finally able to move past that somewhat. Yeah.
0: No, I, I love that so much. When we think about being a member of, of God's family, we think about being a member of our family. Like, yeah, there's certain things that we do, um, but they don't, our, our being a part of the family is a conditional upon those things, right? The who we are is like, well, because you're part of the family, this is the kind of things that we do as a family. But they don't determine whether you're in the family or not that's just a given you're a part of the family and so yeah that kind of being rather than doing um is, is a is a huge shift that's fantastic i love that um kel what about you
1: uh well that's i feel like that's a pretty smooth transition because i struggled with being um a little bit more uh, most of you hopefully actually know that the past several years you know i've struggled a lot with anxiety and depression Um, And it often made me feel like I wasn't like I was unworthy of doing things and being a child of God. Um, And even back when we were in um, the theater at at Cinema Cafe, I talked about how I felt like I was a difficult person to love um, because of it. And I struggled in silence for a few years because I was like, I, I just felt like broken and I felt ashamed of who I was. Um, until I finally like reached out to a person, I had coffee with a friend who I knew struggled with uh, depression as well. And they helped me to see that I wasn't any less of a person or any less of a child of God. And it was really like that part right there was a turning point. And then I think the next step in the growth was probably reclaim actually. Um, cause I feel like it was a place where I felt heard and, struggling in silence for so long you don't feel heard because you don't talk um so it made me feel like I was heard it made me feel like just I could be real and be vulnerable and be myself and still feel feel um cherished and valued and loved and because of those things and those experiences I feel a little bit more like equipped to go into the world and sort of try and be that turning point for somebody else's life that's my goal, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, that that's great. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I'm supposed to be listening to ask follow-up questions, but I was just doing what you were saying. I, I think that's great. Um, yeah, no, that's that's fantastic. I don't really have a, a follow-up. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Um, it, it seems there's there's like some consistent threads too, like connecting yeah. kind of the different, and I think that's part of, um, you know, has kind of shaped the culture of, of who Awaken is, right. is that I think we attract, people who are, are maybe wrestling with some of that, whether it's legalism of, I I have to do this to measure up to that and, and finding it a place where they can kind of let that go and not be bound by that anymore, or a place where they can feel like, you know, I just feel like I'm not measuring up and hopefully a place where they can find healing for that and realize that, no, you're enough just as you are. There's not, there's nothing you need to do to be good enough. And so, um, yeah, I think y'all stories kind of speaks to to some of that culture that we try to we try to have it awaken. Uh, my last question for you guys, it, it seems like we're just flying through stuff, but uh, um, the, the, the other question kind of is an extension of that first question. So the first question is, you know, what is something that you've learned um, or something that you're wrestling with about what it means to be a child of God? Um, my next question is kind of an extension of that. So how does that, whatever you're, you have learned or whatever you're wrestling with, whatever realization that you've come to, how does that inform the way that you live your faith out in the world? Um, how does that uh, affect the way that you view others or interact with others? How does that view the, or, uh, inform the way maybe you organize your life rhythms around you know, some things? Whatever, whatever it is for you, how does that realization inform the way that you then um, uh, live that faith out as we attempt to be the church among the world around us? How does, how does that realization inform that for you?
2: For me, I think it's it's just really made me a lot bolder and braver. Um, and it's funny because, um, again, community group has a lot or missional community has a lot to do with this, but I've, you know, had a lot of um, realizations and things, you know, like changes inside over the last couple of years and, and a whole lot over right before COVID started, you know, and then things kind of changed. And um, I think I was getting to a point um, where like I would be much more comfortable doing things I never want to do f- before. For instance, like I'm not a person who goes and just talks to people on the street or any, my my husband, for those of you who know, him, he's, he's like that, but I'm not like that. I'm very, you know, introverted and I don't, I'm not comfortable generally with strangers and with, you know, trying to kind of make friends with people and things like that. But I was really looking forward to opportunities to do that just based on how I was changing on the inside, um, you know, as as we work through things in, in the DCN and in the MC. And then, you know, COVID came along and it kind of put a damper on a lot of that stuff because not that much stuff is happening in terms of, you know, people being together and things like that. So it's hard... For me to even believe I'm saying this, but I am kind of looking forward to a time when I can be around a lot of people again and be around people that I don't know, and try to make some of those connections and things, um, which is totally opposite of anything that I would have wanted, you know, just a couple of years ago. So I think overall, I just think that to me, I feel like I'm. It just has given me just a boldness and a bravery. I mean, for me, it's like, I feel like I have to be brave to do some of these things. And for other people, it would be very easy, but just sort of a boldness to do things that I never would have done before or wanted to do before. And so that's, that's yeah. kind of the, the thing where I feel like um, the way I approach other people and, and, you know, my faith and just getting out there is just with the, with the more bravery and more boldness, I think.
0: That's great. I'm I'm sure wherever Neil is watching this right now, he's like fist pumping excited about (laughs) about your answers. I know for sure he is. Uh, That's great. Uh, Good. Who else? Who wants to go next?
1: Um, I'll finish up mine. Um, I try to, uh, be more open and honest with everyone around me. You know that. Like I said, that was a big learning curve for me. Was I tried to keep everything inside, and so now I. Even on like social media, Facebook, I like try to spread awareness, and that way I can kind of let others know that they are loved and they're heard as well. Um, I try to be like more present to people. Um, I also try to be more open in sharing that I still struggle. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a oh you realized you have depression and now it's gone type thing. Like it's not really how it works. It's ongoing. Um, but like I'm. <laughs> Better because of support from my family and from my friends and medication, and I, you know, through that living with mental health is a lot easier. So I try to be that voice for other people and try to let them know that it's easier, um, and that it will can be easier and it can be better, and that they don't have to feel like they're alone. Um, I also so I'm gonna pull up a scripture real quick because I want to make sure I say it correctly. Okay. Um, but I like to use the first part of Isaiah 40. 11 um and it says like a shepherd god will tend the flock he will gather lambs in his arms and lift them onto his lap um, and so that's just a scripture that i used for me to know that like whether i'm struggling whether or not like i'm being held
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that feeling of comfort and love and reassurance i guess Mm -hmm. um, is what helps me. And so that's what I try to do to other people. I really try to show other people that they are loved and they're cared for and that they are being held as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's really good. I think, um, when somebody is struggling, uh, when somebody is, um, feeling like they're going through something that is maybe unique to them or, or just something that's really, really difficult, uh, it's going to be really hard to go to maybe the person who seems like they always have everything together all the time Definitely you know like if they, how how could they identify with what i'm struggling with how could they understand what i'm doing and so being able to um again another thing that's part of our culture being able to take yes. that mask off and not have to present yourself as if you have everything together all the time and to be to live in a authentic and vulnerable way um can make you a safe person for someone who is struggling to say okay uh, just like you had in your life, I feel like this person wanted to understand what I'm struggling mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And so to, to maybe more attracted to have to have that conversation with you. Um, so no, I think that's really beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's not um, easy, definitely. But yeah. I think hopefully in the long run, it's worth it, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Faith, I know you kind of touched on yours uh, a little bit in, in your first question, but I'd love for you to kind of unpack that a little more or, 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 or rehash it a little bit if you want to.
3: Yeah. Um, my child is like, like yeeting in the background as the best way to describe it. I don't even know. um, So if you hear him, I'm sorry, but, um, so I was talking about, um, how it helps me not just be myself, but view others and interact with others. And, um, I think that definitely like more recently, like really recently, um, it has helped me respond to conflict in a way that like i may not get along with you know this person right now i may not get along with that person right now but i can have conflict in a way that is honoring to my heavenly father and i can still set um boundaries in a positive way that is honoring to my father and um i really do try to look at this person as I hope that someday we can reconcile as you know, uh, either a brother in Christ or or a sister in, in Christ. And and I also acknowledge that that may not happen on this side of eternity. You know, mm-hmm. there are relationships in my life that I hope you know will um, come to a place where um, they're they're better. Um, but I also acknowledge that it's possible that that may not happen while I'm here on earth Mm -hmm. and accepting that has really been good for me because you know there's obviously like romantic heartbreak but even just like friendships and like relationships that you have in your life that end it's it's hard you know and I think accepting that um I'm I might be sad that this relationship or this friendship or whatever is not where I want it to be it will be in in heaven um and uh that's been really really huge for me because i'm not big into letting go of things (laughs) um and sometimes that's what um has happened so it's been good for me um for with that and um obviously with conflict because i can respond knowing that the end goal is reconciliation and not being right um you know and so that's been really really huge for me and um, I think that it really helps me just love people abundantly because I want to love them as a as a brother or sister in Christ, you know, and it really helps me um, go out of my way for people because I want them to know that I um, love them and the end goal is that we're all, you know, a family in in Christ. So, um, so yeah, and I think the other thing um, is as far as living on my faith, like it's helped me respect myself in a new way. Not that I ever, I don't think I've really struggled with like self-respect, but, um, it's helped me understand that I don't have to tolerate certain things because, um, God wants, you know, God loves me. Right. And, and God cares about me and God wants me to have healthy and and positive, um, relationships. And so if he loves me and if he thinks that I'm worthy, then I am worthy. And, so I have to think about that with how I interact with, um, with, with other people on how I, how I live out my faith. Um, so yeah, I think, I think that's, I don't know. I think that's
0: everything. No, I, yeah, I think that's really good. I want to give awesome. a shout out to uh, um, that really attractive woman who started off the series uh, for us who you know, talked about not allowing our identity to come from what other, how other people see us, right. That that's, that's not where our identity is derived from. So yeah, if there's somebody in your life who is making you feel less than, um, you know, that that is not a, that is not from God, that relationship. And so, yeah, it can, it can both help us to, um, like you said, to be like kind of radically hospitable and gracious to people, even when we don't see eye to eye, but also to have kind of healthy boundaries and self-respect around, well, this is who God says I am. And if this person is not honoring that within me then maybe there's some healthy boundaries that we can put in place even among the family right sometimes that's necessary so and
3: I can I can be me like even if not everyone because I've always been somebody who really like wants people to like me and I and I want to like figure out well why don't you like me like what is it about (laughs) me that you don't like you know I can I can change right I don't Um, know
0: anything about that I don't know (laughs) what you're talking about at all
3: (laughs) And so I think like it's allowed me to finally be like, no, I can be me if others don't like me. God made me this way. I'm a child of God. He designed me this way. And and if somebody doesn't necessarily like that, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know. No, that's that's really really good, guys. This has flown by. It has felt like it's we just got started, but we need to be about wrapping up. Uh, Is there anything maybe? I don't I don't want to cut anybody off. So is there any kind of like final thoughts or anything? That maybe you didn't get to share that you feel like uh, you you want to share as we kind of wrap things up. That's okay. That means that means it's all already out there. You guys did <laughs> such a good job uh, again. Thank you guys so much for, for being a part of this. We called the series uh, faith of our mothers um, as kind of a play off the faith of our father's idea, but um, you know, uh, when I talked to Kelly, she went well, I'm not a mother. It's like, okay, but it's, it's not about the literal mothers, right? right. It's just about uh, honoring all the members of our community and, and recognizing how they can speak to and challenge and help grow our community. So just for me to you guys, I appreciate what each of you guys brings uniquely to our community. And I'm just so glad for people to be able to hear a little bit of your heart that maybe wouldn't have if they're not in the same MC or in the same kind of ministry team as you guys. So Thank you guys so much. Um, at this point, we're going to kick it over for some discussion questions. And so you'll see those in, in text right, uh, right after this video. And so those are for you, either with your family or with your missional community this week, to kind of get together and unpack some of the things that we've talked about this evening. But uh, thank you guys so much for being a part of another virtual worship gathering with Awakened Church. And next week, we're going to be kicking off something uh, new and exciting that if you've been around for a little while. Uh, you might have an inkling of what that is connected to. So uh, God bless you guys, and and we look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone.